The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? It's Friday. High school football going on right now as we speak. Logan High is uh, hosting Ogden. That game is on our sister station, KVNU. Al Lewis, Hall of Famer Al Lewis on the call. Uh, and uh, also down the dial, uh, 107.7 FM, it's the Mountain Crest Mustangs taking on Uinta. Uh, and the uh, AJ Knight on the call there, and coming up at six o'clock, Bear River. They are playing. Who's Bear River playing? Ben Lomond. There we go. Bear River versus Ben Lomond, six o'clock tonight. That'll be on one hundred four point nine FM. And tomorrow it'll be Ridgeline versus Hurricane. That game at one o'clock in the afternoon. So best of luck to the area teams and what they've got going on. And uh, all have home games to start the the football postseason. Mount or Skyview and Green Canyon will also host games next week. They have a first round bye in the playoffs. So, I uh, also want to mention that the Ridgeline girls soccer team is in the championship game right now, being played down at Rio Tinto Stadium. They're facing Ogden, who's the number one overall seed. Ridgeline's the number two overall seed. Uh, and from what I understand, uh, Ridgeline is trailing one nothing at the half. At halftime, yeah. They've, they've very few possessions on both sides. The one that uh, Ogden did get, they made it count. They have a one nothing lead. Come on, Ridgeline girls. You got this. You got this. Hey, don't forget, if you try hard, we've got treats after. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. uh, hey, we had a fun discussion last hour about the top or yeah, Friday Five Best. Yet. Sports announcers. Yeah. Uh, Coach Baldwin sent his list, and he says, uh, Vern Lundquist is number five. Dick Stockton. I haven't heard that name in a while. Number four. I like that one. Dick Emberg, mm. the great NBC football NFL guy. I used to listen to him all the time. Number three, Brent Musburger. Number two, number one's a horrible choice. Bob Costas. Mr. One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> I'm not, not terribly a fan of Bob Costas. No. He does a lot of things. Actually, he doesn't near near as much as he used to. Definitely yeah. known for what he does for the Olympics. Uh, Corey Hintz, number five, Tony Romo. Could not agree more. Love Tony Romo. Number but four, I would I wouldn't classify him as a as a sports announcer. Yeah, I call him as a color analyst, and I would I would draw the line there. But I see why you you might include him because when he is on the broadcast he elevates it tremendously. He's he's really really good at what he does. Number 3 Chris Fowler, number 2 Al Michaels who is your number 1. Number 1 Vince Scully. Mr. Scullinator. Okay. I like his list. What about you? You got any uh, uh, I got any a few one? people. Let's hear it. Let's hear the list. Um that uh, gave us some replies here. Uh so you already did Corey Hintz, right? Yep. Uh get another reply saying Doc Emmerich, number five. Who is Doc Emmerich? Doc Emmerich, number four. Doc Emmerich, number three, two, and one. So, what did this guy call like cricket? He calls hockey games. Oh, come and, on. And uh, I've seen some things that he's very highly regarded. Well, yeah, he does. He's probably the only hockey guy. But I'll be honest, I don't watch hockey. So, ergo, I don't. Okay. Doc theme, Emmerich does not make my I list. I mean, look, 
Mike Tirico is incredibly talented. You don't see him calling hockey. Doc Emmerich's only chosen because he's the only guy who can call hockey. Uh, here's another one. Got a reply um, from Eric Olson. He's hurt that he's not tops on our list. Eric, it's our apologies. <laughs> I thought about putting you in there for uh, Vern Lundquist, but mm, it's tough. Uh, he says, for the record, Gus Johnson, Joe Klatt are the best college football team, and Gus is the best, period. Harlan is second. Gus is really good. But I promise, like, can I say this? I don't know. I probably shouldn't. Like, Al Lewis used to get excited about a one-yard gain. Gus Johnson gets excited about when the mascot comes onto the field. <laughs> I mean, it, it's okay, so, it's a little too much for me. Um, I'll just read his. Do it. At TieSpace, who is now known as Extremely Human Scum Online Guy. <laughs> The crap. <laughs> says, can't really disagree with Eric's list, though I think Gus Johnson is kind of worn out. I would bump Tariko to four oh. and put five as a tie between Kevin Calabro and Matt Vaskersian. Oh, Matt. Oh, that's a good one. Matt Vaskersian is He's incredible. very fun to listen to. I am surprised and almost appalled that they didn't ask him to do the playoffs. That they couldn't find a spot for him in there. That really annoyed me. Yeah, me too. Um, but, I mean, Brian Anderson did a great job, though. But, like, we have Joe Buck calling the World Series. So Joe freaking Buck? So, Extremely Human Scum Online Human also said, if anyone lists Joe Buck, I will personally key their car. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I would take Matt Vasquez and call the World Series over Joe Buck. There, there are multi-talented sports announcers that, that can do different sports. Um, I'd say Dick Emberg's one of them. Mike Tirico's pretty good. Uh, Sean McDonough is, is awesome. AJ Salveson's really good. Your opinion about Jim Nance? <sighs> what extremely human scum online guy said about <laughs> Gus Johnson? I kind of feel like Jim Nance. Like, I still remember his call in overtime between the Broncos and Steelers when Tim Tebow threw that slant that went like 70-something yards for a touchdown to end the game to send them to New England. And his call was, and Denver's going to New England. That was it. Like, you couldn't have found a better call for that, like, I mean, in the moment. I, I think Jim Nance is a versatile announcer. He yes. can call multiple sports. I love him in college basketball. But I cannot stand when he does golf. It is too syrupy. It is too much. What do you mean? When he does the Masters, and we're on the Masters. Okay, well, he can't scream it out. Sunshine is pouring down on the happy daffodils as Tiger Woods approaches the green. <laughs> Pulling back his swing with memories of his fathers and his forefathers as he swings through. And follows the ball <laughs> in the distant horizon. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm Jim Nance. Hello, friends. <laughs> it's just too much for me. Won't I can't. You, won't I you can't. be my neighbor? I know. Like, where's his little sweater vest? <laughs> um. So okay. So what he is to golf, Doris Burke is to basketball. Look, I don't. I mean, uh, I yes. love Candace Parker, but Doris Burke, like, will be calling a three. And you see the sweat come off of his arms and fling into the air as he lets it go for his third three-pointer of the night. 
and the smile tells you everything you need to know that he is a happy man. And then, like when he's when overcoming he's, the trials of his childhood, oh, when dude. his sister and when she's took like him to the bus stop every like day, like a coach at uh, you know a sideline re- as a sideline reporter, she'll be like, "Coach, that's obviously a big moment for you guys. We're in game sixty-two, and you guys are already you know four games into fourth place." But what does this moment mean to you to be up by three going into the fourth quarter as you guys try to get a, uh, a playoff spot for an organization who's been in the playoffs for 20 straight years? Just freaking ask the question, woman. <laughs> Just ask the question. And, and, and the thing is, is so there's a certain guy that I've worked with before in radio who will like take 20 minutes to explain the question and then ask the question. <laughs> and it's like, and then... I remember, like, one time it was Coach Snyder, and Coach is like, he just kind of stared at him for, like, um, like I mean, it seemed like he forever, and he just kind of laughed and shook his head, and he gave him a three-word answer. <laughs> because he was like, dude, just uh, ask the question. Yes. And then he did another time, and Quinn's like, so, oh, I'm sorry, what's your question? And then he just phrased the question in five words. Yeah. And then Matt, he gave the answer in six words, and he laughed. Coach Matt Wells was great that if reporters tried to pull that on him, he would just stare at him like, give him, it's, and he'd ask, sorry, is that a question? Because sometimes reporters are prone, some reporters are prone to make statements just to get a reaction from the coach. They don't actually ask a question, an honest question. Matt Wells would never let him get away with that. He would force you to ask a question. Oh, man. I remember the first time I asked Matt Wells a question. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. I, they were getting ready for Michigan State, right? And L.J. Scott's a big back. So I said, hey, uh, Coach, you mentioned L.J. Scott. What are your thoughts on him? And he doesn't even look at me. He just goes, don't tackle him high. And he looks over at Craig. Craig's sitting right at the small table right across from me. And he looks at Craig and kind of shakes his head. And Craig just starts laughing, <laughs> just hysterically laughing. And I was like, what did I do? And I turned around to the media relations director, Doug Hoffman. I, I knew Doug a little bit, but I was like, Doug, what did I say? And he's like, good question. <laughs> just ask the question. Anyway, interesting discussion about uh, TV sports announcers that are out there. Uh, Jared Monson, by the way, replying, do you consider Tony Romo an announcer? His insight during the game is amazing. Pat McAfee is hilarious if you get the chance to hear him. Pat's really good, actually. Pat's funny. You know... And as I said earlier, I I think Tony Romo is part of a broadcast team, but I wouldn't consider him an announcer. So maybe we... I mean... He's a color analyst. Eh, that might be an interesting discussion on another day. Yeah, that's what I say. Five best, best color, color analysts. Analyst. Think Bill Walton would make your list? Oh, my... Get a rebound! This is just terrible. Or he'd probably talk about like I love listening to him. Pac-12 after dark for oh basketball games. Oh man, he goes off he, about anything. He knows and he's out there, and so he purposely goes as far out there as he can. Oh man, it's great. One time he talked about Britney Spears and the comparisons between her and Christina Aguilera, how they weren't fair. Oh, and by the way, it was a ranked versus ranked team game in a five-point game with under ten minutes left. <laughs> it was awesome. I was so impressed. I, uh, oh man, I love Bill Walton. I'm trying to think of another funny. You know, John, okay, people have been giving John Smoltz crap. I love Johnny Smoltz. Love John Smoltz on the World Series call. I think he's been, because he understands what pitchers are thinking. He knows what it's like. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I've actually really enjoyed his call. Very educational, yeah. Last year, was it two years ago in the playoffs where they got Cal Ripken Jr. on there? That was incredible. Cal Ripken Jr. calling, like, 
doing color analyst was so much fun. Yeah. So they need to they need to do a better job with the World Series. By the way, uh, Mountain Crest right now leading and leading big, fifteen nothing uh, over the winless Uinta team. I don't even know. Is it was it Uinta Tigers? Uinta Beavers? What are they? The Uinta Mountains? What's their mascot? Uinta. I forgot what they are. Is it the Uinta Mountains? It might be it's Uinta Rockies. Mountains. It's not the Uinta Mountains. Well, it would have made sense. That would have made sense. And then just have the mascot be a mountain man. Oh, my gosh. See? Is it? Yeah. Is it, is it the tigers or the lions? It's the Uinta Utes. I'm cool with that. Uinta Utes. Uh, Logan. But your Utes are pooey poo. Big, big start for the Logan Grizzlies. Cade Thornley, 46-yard touchdown run early in the first quarter. It's a great start. Yeah. Yep, that's a good start for both teams. See if Logan can, con- or not Logan, uh, Bear River can continue that later tonight. I see Mountain Crest running uh, away with this Looks like Logan just scored again, by the way. Oh, really? Larson pulls it in for another Logan TD. Running away already. I love it. I love it. Get it. Get this thing into a route where you get into the mercy roll, and then you guys can just rest your players, right? Um, yeah. Yes. Hey, uh, coming up next, let's get into Utah State and <clears throat> Air Force. Uh, Coach Calhoun has some Halloween costume advice. Oh, gosh, dude. We also give our keys and our predictions. And uh, what else is on tap in the interesting weekend in college football? And there's a really interesting story coming out of Albuquerque about the New Mexico Bowl that we can't pass up. We'll discuss that next. Coming up on the Full Court Press. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their all-new fan-powered world tour to Cache Valley Friday, November 8th at Ridgeline High School. At a Globetrotters game, you won't just be watching the action, you could be in the middle of it. This year, the family-friendly games will offer even more opportunities to interact with the stars of the team. Don't miss the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, live at Ridgeline High School in Millville, Friday, November 8th. Get your tickets online at TicketWeb.com today. Looking for a new home? Call Orchid Homes. With custom plans and selections, their experts consult, design, and build your new home. Orchid Homes offers you a one-stop shopping experience for your new home to tailor everything for you. From floor plans to financing, interior design to project management, you can start and finish with Orchid Homes, saving you time and money. Orchid Homes, home building your way. Contact them online at buildwithorchid.com. That's buildwithorchid.com. Are you struggling with sleep apnea but cannot tolerate CPAP treatment? Join Dr. Zach Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat for a free educational seminar about sleep apnea and alternative treatments for people who can't tolerate CPAP. Untreated sleep apnea can cause serious health issues, including heart attack, high blood pressure, and acid reflux. Learn about alternative CPAP options to start treating your sleep apnea. Wednesday, October 30th at 6 p.m. at the New Hampton Inn, located in downtown Logan. It's free. Google Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat for more info or to schedule a sleep apnea evaluation. The Riverwoods Conference Center is accepting reservations for holiday parties and events. Inviting you to experience an elegant holiday atmosphere, the Riverwoods Conference Center's beautiful new renovation is complete with new carpet, paint, furniture, and decor. And as always, with catering from Elements, your holiday event will be amazing with delicious entrees and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Whether it's a company or family event, it will be festive, beautiful, and scrumptious at the Riverwoods, catered by Elements. 
For reservations, phone 750-5151. 750-5151. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verve and the synergy of the group. Mike Leach, what up, dog? It's Troy Calhoun with maybe some Halloween costume advice. I don't know. Either you're a thief and you steal. Okay, I guess you could be a dress up as a thief. Or you're a vampire that pulls. I've never really referred to as a vampire that pulls. Don't vampires. Wait, wait, wait. Do you say vampire with pulls like a stripper? Or is he talking like a vampire? <laughs> vampire that I was just pulls. being I was, I was honest. I didn't know. With Calhoun, <laughs> with, you just don't know. With pulls. Or you're a vampire that pulls. I, I've never heard it. That vampires suck. Right? They suck your blood. From the juice. <laughs> that just sounds wrong. And the verve and the... Oh my. What is the juice and the verve? From the juice and the verve and... Can we cut that as a bit? We gotta cut that. Don't you dare let that go. Or you're a vampire that pulls. Oh, uh, okay. So you just... <laughs> Well, you're going to play that whole thing in its entirety. It's going to face uh, the Air Force Falcons. That Are they going to be thieves or vampires? Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verve and the synergy of the group. Oh, Troy, oh, I hated gosh. you three days ago. I love you right now. You know, we're really, really old guys. <laughs> uh, so you're playing with guys that, you know, are really, really old guys. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Troy. Uh, okay, well, uh, they're going to need the juice and the verve uh, to uh, for this game on uh, tomorrow night at 8.15. You'll find it on ESPN, too. Don't forget your pregame here at 615. That's kind of late. Don't I you know. think for well, some... Uh, you know, are really, really old guys. <laughs> I mean, it's past their bedtime. Don't know if they're going to have enough But juice. you know if they're really, really old guys, it means they probably took a couple of naps during the middle of the day. Might have some verve in them. <laughs> or some juice. Um, what is... I have to look, what is verve? Oh great! Wait, didn't you just did you what scorn me yesterday for doing a gurgle? Gurgle? Uh, a g- oh, what? <laughs> a gur- you knew what I was saying. Gurgle search. Okay, Google search. Did you scorn me the other day for doing a Google Google search? You still can't say it. Okay, verve is vigor and spirit or enthusiasm. Okay, let's re-listen to it. Pulls from the juice and the verve and the. Why does he have to use like t- ten different words? Because doesn't it all mean the same thing? The synergy. Or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verve and the synergy of the group. Jeez, dude. 
Come okay, on, Calhoun. so Troy Calhoun, the vampire, talks about how Utah State has all these old guys. But the truth of the matter is, his starting lineup has seven seniors on the offensive side, six on the defensive side. Those who are not seniors are juniors. Uh, his philosophy is, and to his credit, this is what's worked for them, if you stay, you play. He doesn't play young players. He doesn't have to. Uh, it's rare to see a sophomore anywhere on the two deep, and you certainly don't see any freshmen. Hmm. Um, and so, for him, he's got experience and uh, ex- experienced guys, old guys in his system that are going to be playing on Saturday night. Utah State does not have that to that same degree. Not even close. Not even close. Five guys on defense, three on offense. When you look at starters or two deep that play significant minutes. So don't give me this garbage about old guys. But here's the thing that does worry me is that this Air Force team is very disciplined. They're very good. They're very physical. Uh, my biggest concern is not so much can Utah State slow them down in their running game because they're such a really good, effective running attack. Three guys that average 65 to 75 yards a game. Three. Three guys that average 65 to 75 yards a game. Wow. But what concerns me the most in this one is can the USU offense take advantage of the possessions they do get? Because possessions will be at a premium on Saturday night. Yeah. That's that that's a great, great point. And <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um another thing for me is they gotta take care of business in the red zone. Like you like coming out with field goals, it's just not gonna do you any good against an offense like this. You've gotta I mean if you're within the 15-yard line, it's got to be six every single time. Outside the 20, if it ends up being a field goal, it is. But if you're inside the 20, 15 especially, got to score. got to be touchdowns. got to be touchdowns or you're going to get blown out, man. Weather should be nice tomorrow night. Who does that benefit more? I think that benefits Jordan Love and the Aggie offense more. Okay. When it's decent conditions, he's great. If it's cold, wet, adverse weather, he struggles. So I think that uh, it'll be to his advantage. Uh, tomorrow in the day, it's supposed to be like 65 <coughs> degrees, but uh, on Sunday, it is supposed to be cold in a storm. So when that storm and when that cold front starts to move in, that could be interesting. Yeah, Hopefully it's a little bit get later. Really, really dicey, yep. But for me, the keys are get them off the field, they're really good at third down conversions. They're number one in the conference. They fifty two percent of the time they're going to convert. Um, but they're not great at stopping opponents on third down. They're one of the worst in the conference, actually. Uh, they they allow you to convert third down forty six percent of the time. So sustained drives for USU red zone offense. I'm with you, Ajay. Same things for me. Those are the two really big keys. But in the end, my prediction, I have a really hard time picking for the Aggies. I, I hate to admit really? it. I've, I've just Air Force really scares me in this matchup. Uh, and with how the Utah State offense has been playing the last four games, it's not been on a great trajectory. So um, I've got Air Force winning this one, though it'll be close. But Air Force 28, Utah State 25. Okay. And that's fair. 
That's absolutely fair. It's on the road at Air Force. Utah State hasn't won there since 2013. They really, really struggle there. <coughs> Sorry. Wow. Uh, struggle there. So, uh, for me, um, you know, a couple of keys uh, defensively is is in third and long, it's got to get out of them. If you get them in a third and long situation, you got to stop them. Make them punt. Um, <clears throat> and then offensively, like I said, score in the red zone. In fact, John Russell just texted in. So the key is scoring a couple times early. Take our take out Air Force out of their game. Make them have to pass. They don't like throwing the ball. That's a great that is point. A very important. They don't key. like throwing the ball. They're not a really great come from behind game. But if you put them behind the eight ball and you put them in that situation where they have to throw, your defensive backs are <coughs> excuse me. Wow, are uh, are are gonna be able to just kind of key in on it. And uh, and you're only you're gonna make them play one dimensional football, which isn't good. Um, I went back and forth on this game, Eric, more so than I was really hoping to. Uh, in the end, I have Utah State thirty one, Air Force twenty eight. Interesting. Do they kick the ball to save on? No, it's a smart coaching staff. Yeah. Well, we think. <laughs> Yeah, we th- we think. Actually, Gerald Bright talked a little bit about that. I didn't get to that cut yesterday. Um, that um, he because he's on that return unit uh, as well with Savon. Yeah, and uh, because of because Savon is so dynamic, more of those kicks might go to Gerald Bright. Um, but he had some interesting things interesting things to say about Savon on uh, in the return game. I hate to give the credit to Savon, all the credit to Savon, but he's a great returner. I mean, I think he set the record on um, five, yeah, five kick returns in the career. So that is amazing. And for me to be on the field when he's doing that, I am honored to be on the field. I'm honored to block for him and do what I'm supposed to do to make him great. So that's what I got to say about that. They, they might still try to kick to him just because of their own arrogance. Let's try it once. Let's hope they do. Uh, By the way, other interesting games. There's some juicy matchups in top 25. There's one early in the morning at 10 o'clock our time on Fox. Wisconsin at Ohio State. Can Wisconsin bounce back from their, honestly, an embarrassing loss at Illinois? Uh, But this is a big 10, a big time big 10 matchup. Ohio State, though, has been really, really good this year. This is going to be one of their really, uh, the toughest tests to this point. Uh, number two LSU hosting number nine Auburn one thirty on CBS. That will be juicy. Uh, be a lot L- of LSU has gone one. through several top ten teams now and taking care of business. It's, <coughs> it's still ranked on some people's lists. It's still outside of the top five. It's just ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. LSU favored by ten and a half in this one. By the way. <clears throat> uh, Alabama hosting Arkansas. We'll actually have that here on the yeah, fan. This that'll weekend. be cool. Times that game. That's uh, five on ESPN. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame at Michigan. That's a big, 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 big one. And that's a pick 'em. Las Vegas has said, we don't know who to pick here. The line <laughs> is even. Take Notre Dame. Is that at Michigan? It's at Michigan. Still take Notre Dame. Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. You <coughs> <laughs> You're right over there? No, not really. Uh, I just think there's going to be a lot of verve in that game. <laughs> a lot of juice. Uh, Jay, quickly, NFL matchups. 
that stand out to you this Patriots, weekend? Patriots, Browns. No Josh Gordon now at Sanu. We'll see. That's all I care about. Uh, I think the Bills-Eagles game could be really interesting. Uh, Buffalo's 5-1. and one. Why, most crazy fans? Uh, Eagles, uh, high expectations. They've underperformed a little bit, but they're trying to get things back on track. That could be an interesting matchup. Um, and then I think the the 49ers and Panthers game could also be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Can this Niners train keep going? <clears throat> um, so, it, 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 well, Packers, Chiefs, that could be really no interesting. No Patrick Mahomes. It's, yeah, it's questionable, but probably won't play. Um, so it's going to be a fun weekend. We'll find out what's going on with the Mountain West coming up here in just a moment with Nate Kruckman. And uh, make sure you check back on our Preps Pick'em contest. And Cash Valley Daily will have the scores for all the games tonight and uh, through the weekend. Let's go party. This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. The division races in the Mountain West starting to take shape after an interesting Week 8 around the conference. Boise State dealt their first loss, but it was a non-conference to BYU. So the Broncos and Utah State share the Mountain Division lead both at 3-0, with Air Force right there at 3-1, Wyoming 2-1. In the West Division, it's San Diego State in control at 3-1 in league play, while Fresno State is 1-1 thus far. Boise State dropping to number 22 in the AP poll, number 21 in the coaches poll. Most importantly there, Boise State now behind SMU, Cincinnati, and Appalachian State in the AP as the highest ranked group of five teams in the country. San Diego State at 6-1. The Aztecs receiving enough votes to have them at the 28th ranked team in the country in both polls. Utah State getting one vote in the coaches poll. But don't forget, Utah State won on the road at San Diego State back in week four. We won't get our first college football playoff rankings of 2019 for another two weeks. The bowl picture in the Mountain West has seen two teams already gain eligibility. Boise State already there, and San Diego State's road win over San Jose State means the Aztecs now bowl eligible for the 10th consecutive season. Air Force and Wyoming both one win away from bowl eligibility here in 2019. Coming up on this week's show, we check in with Utah State head coach Gary Anderson about his first season back in Logan. Plus, Air Force radio color analyst Jesse Kurtz tells us about that big Falcons win at Hawaii. It's the week nine edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. 
With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement, and as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Jeff Tetford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 8 around the Mountain West, Fresno State gets their first conference win of the season last Friday night as Josh Hokett finds pay dirt three times for the Bulldogs in a 56-27 win over UNLV. Rivers comes in motion from the wing, the hand to Hokett, and he coasts in for six more. Untouched, Josh Hokett, the senior, has the touchdown. Paul Leffler from Learfield IMG College. Fresno State 3-3 three and three overall. Rebels still looking for the first Mountain West win. Sean Chambers has his most efficient passing game of the season, and Wyoming handles New Mexico at home. Wyatt Wieland into the game. He's on the left side. Now he'll come in motion. They'll fake it to him, and Chambers wants to throw, throws the end zone wide open. This is caught. It's a touchdown, Cowboys. Josh Harshman with the catch and the score. Dave Walsh on the call from Learfield IMG College. Cowboys a 23-10 win. Chambers 9 of 15 through the air. Wyoming also runs for 259 yards to get to 5-2. and two. San Diego State off to a strong start in the West Division. Aztecs pile up 260 yards on the ground in beating San Jose State on the road. They're going to pitch out. Pull a guard, try to come to the near side. Nice job, breaking outside. Chase Jasmine, 40-35. He's in the clear far side. He's gone. He's gone. Five and touchdown. Aztecs. 50 yards, Chase Jasmine. Ted Leitner with the call for Extra Sports 1360, 27-17, the final. San Diego State is 6-1. Utah State comes out of their bye week and takes care of business at home against Nevada as Savon Scarver would get the Aggies started just right. Here comes your kickoff. Let's see if they let Savon Scarver return this one. Scarver will from the goal line to the 10, to the 15. Gets a hole, and here we go. They will not catch him. 40 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, All-American touchdown for the Aggies. Scott Gerrard from Learfield IMG College. Utah State improves to 4-3 with that 36-10 win. They've won 10 straight at home, and their head coach Gary Anderson joins us next segment. And finally, from Week 8, Air Force racks up 353 yards on the ground and forces two takeaways to beat Hawaii at Aloha Stadium. McDonald throws it short, intercepted, and then dropped. It's still in the air. No, it was not dropped. It was intercepted by Teal, knocked up in the air and taken by the Falcons down the right sideline. And running with it is Grant Donaldson. Donaldson's going to go in or check it. Trey Bug. Trey Bug goes in for the touchdown. Jim Arthur from Learfield IMG College, 56-26 the final. Air Force 3-1 in conference play. 
We're back with Utah State head coach Gary Anderson after these words from your local station. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Free rent until December 1st at Four Seasons in North Logan. Enjoy luxury living that includes monthly spa treatments, multiple swimming pools and hot tubs, a 24-hour fitness center, pickleball courts, smart apartment features, and we haven't even mentioned the oversized one, two, and three-bedroom apartments. Google Four Seasons Logan to see what luxury living looks like. Act now and take advantage of free rent until December 1st. Four Season Apartments and Townhomes, urban luxury in North Logan. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York Furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. Winter is coming fast. Don't ruin your snow removal equipment just because you didn't fix uneven concrete. Polylift Concrete Raising stabilizes the soil under your settled concrete through their deep foam injection, an upgrade to standard concrete raising that will get to the bottom of the issue guaranteed. Polylift raises sidewalks, driveways, even concrete steps and porches. No need to replace concrete that has sunk or settled. Just reposition it with Polylift. Visit poly-lift.com for your free estimate or call or text 435-999-9309. Polylift is locally owned and operated. Your station for the Utah Jazz, Skyview Bobcats, and the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Gary Anderson, head football coach, Utah State University. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Utah State unbeaten in conference play. The Aggies, a 36-10 win over Nevada on Saturday night in Logan. Now 4-2 this season, 3-0 in the Mountain West and tied atop the Mountain Division with Boise State. Big divisional showdown coming up this Saturday night on the road at Air Force. Joining us right now in his first season back as the head coach at Utah State, it's Gary Anderson. Coach, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, Coach. Let's start with Savon Scarver. Fifth career kickoff return touchdown for the Aggies on Saturday night. That is a new school record at Utah State. He has the speed and the athleticism, but what else is in the toolbox of skills that Scarver has to make him one of the most dangerous return men in the country? Well, I think he has you know, tremendous, tremendous vision. Um, and he has tremendous belief in those other 10 guys that are out there, and the other 10 guys that are out there have tremendous belief in him. So they take great pride in just, you know, uh, they can just get on a guy for just a short period of time, and they don't have to have this magnificent block. They just got to give the young man a crease. And so I think as a unit, that team is working very well together. And when they've given the opportunity, that, uh, that has been the case. But he has tremendous natural ability. Um, he's fearless back there. He enjoys the moment getting back there and having the opportunity to to return kicks when he's given the uh, given the chance. And, yeah, uh, God-given ability with him is, is special when he gets back there and he hits those creases and rolls. And uh, but it's an you know it's an eleven-man unit that's out there working hard to get it done, and they have great pride all of them to uh, do their job. And then great things happen for Savon and the rest of the team. Yeah, they've certainly done their job. Let's talk about your defense a little bit. Forced ten three and outs against the Wolfpack, led by another strong game from your linebacker David Woodward. What are the key traits that make Woodward the leader he is for your defense? Well, I think he's a constant worker. You know, every day is every day is kind of the same in a good way for Woody. He comes to work. He wants to learn. Um, he prepares in, in the off season. I think he's always willing to uh, 
look at new things and study his opponents. Uh, and I think that his relationship with his position coach, Justin Enna, and our coordinator, Justin Enna, is uh, is very important to, to Woody in, in his continued development as he's come through and into this scheme and um, continued to grow and build. He's a great leader. Um, he's a captain for a reason. And, you know, I think our young kids are, are drawn to him through his work ethic, through his toughness, through his um, ability uh, on the field, yes, but off the field is just as important. So he's a he's a well-run young man. He has high expectations for himself. But, uh, you know, Woody is very consistent in a very positive way. He's a solid worker that uh, grinds every day and, and works to get better in the film room, gets works to get better in the weight room, and uh, off the field as far as what he does with our team and um, you know, academics, socially, is it's a, a well-rounded young man. That uh, he's a great kid to have on the team. I'll tell you that much. And he's a great player. Tremendous instincts. Offensively, ground game was strong. 244 yards rushing. Gerald Bright scored a couple touchdowns. Had that 67-yarder. Not quite as much production from the passing game. All in all, what was your assessment of the performance of your offense against Nevada? Well, you know, our offense had some big plays and some big strikes, which was good. A couple of those came in the fourth quarter when the game was a little bit unmanageable at that point. So what we'd like to be able to see is you know, that more of that early production. I um, need our pass game as a whole, um, as a whole unit to uh, improve. We had some drops that were huge drops that could have resulted in points or at least big plays and uh, didn't quite connect the dots as many times as we need to to be able to be successful as we continue forward. So, you know, we need improvement within the throw game. Um, and we need improvement within the offense early, and we got to get we got to stay on the field. You know, that's the other thing that's really going to be imperative for offense as we continue to grow. Is we need to, you know, we had we were 15 of our 17 drives, I believe, in that game were under two minutes. Uh, that puts a lot of stress on the defense, and that's okay if you're scoring points if you're doing that. But when you're, you know, three and out or four and out, um, five and out, we're playing fast-paced offense. That's uh, not where you want to live, especially against an opponent like we're playing this week. That that is not a recipe for success against their force academy that's a recipe for disaster such high expectations coming into the season for jordan love how have you evaluated his play so far this season you know jordan's played well uh jordan's done the things that we needed to do to win the conference games and uh we've had a couple three of our uh obviously non-conference games were able to uh, play well in one and lose one got didn't play well at lsu and lsu is a tremendous team obviously and the credit goes to them in that game and then we did a nice job against stony brook and i think jordan is has played well. Uh, he wants to definitely keep evolving the offense through the through the throw game, and the people around him need to give him the opportunity to be a great player. And uh, I think that they're going to work hard to continue to get that done. And that's all of them out there. That's you know Jordan's going to work hard at that. That's the offensive line. That's the tight ends. That's the wide receivers. The running backs. And if we can get that done, or a little bit, you know, our timing wasn't quite there on certain times. We had a chance to really, like I said, in the first of this last game against Nevada, do some special things early, and uh, we just did not connect the dots good enough. And if we're going to be a high-powered offense and you're going to play in the spread offense, it all starts with the quarterback, and it ends with the quarterback. He's the one that makes the running game go with the ability for him to be able to pull it. Um, I thought Jordan did pull it a few times in this game and get some good yardage with his legs, which loosened up the, the front seven of Nevada at times and got him a little bit uh, concerned about Jordan running the ball, and that's an important part of it. But uh, he's played well. He's our leader, and as Jordan Love goes, our offense will go. Your schedule in the first half of this season, it's been interesting, I'll call it. We knew you were in for a challenge going on the road to LSU a few weeks ago. What did you learn about your team coming off the bye, answering the bell the way they did against Nevada, and now going into a seven-week sprint to the finish here in conference play? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
they've handled all those scenarios very well. Two buys, you know, in the the awkwardly placed LSU game. That's a very difficult place to to play anybody. That's a, a team that of that caliber, but uh, the schedule is what it is. The kids walked into that game. They played well. They played hard. I thought they handled it well. Um, you know, it didn't go our way, but they bounced right back. I don't think that they've forgotten that game. I think they learned from it, which we always ask them to do is move on. You have to move on, whether it's a win or whether it's a loss in the football season, but you can't forget the wins or you can't forget the losses. And they did a tremendous job in that LSU game of taking what they could learn from it and move on and uh, jump right back in and, and prepare themselves for Nevada. Um, and you watch the Nevada tape, they catch your eye very quickly, and they had a very good record walking in with some quality wins before we played them. So they answered that. Uh, now they've got to do it again against, uh, you know, I've battled Air Force many, many times in my career. And this is as good as Air Force teams I've ever seen from how they execute as a team on all three phases, and, and their personnel is uh, very, very good. Yeah, the Falcons are rolling right now. How do you slow those guys down Saturday night? Great question. <laughs> great, great question. You know, you look at the – there's just – there's there's not a weakness as you sit back and you study them, and, um, you know, and it seems like the next guy up for them is, is a very good player also, and that took place this last week at the quarterback position. And, you know, they've rolled a few guys through that, but this offense has the power. It has the ability to take the next guy up, and, hey, we're still going to be really good at what they do. Um, and, and they've been able to do that consistently. And I think just it's, there's good players throughout. There's good players at uh, the wide receiver position. The offensive line is solid and salty. And uh, quarterback play has been very good. And the wings are very fast. Fullbacks are very physical and explosive and, you know, like to, like, like to get down and dirty with you. So Air Force is, uh, you know, you, you've got to be able to be prepared for the whole gambit. They are going to do a great job of figuring you out. And you're not going to trick them if you walk in and say, hey, we have this great scheme that's just going to beat the option and we're going to trick Air Force and be smarter than they are. Then that's not going to take place. You're going to have to be solid. You're going to have to be tough. You're going to have to tackle well. You have to run to the ball. You have to understand they are going to make some plays and you got to get back up and battle um, but you have to play all three phases to beat Air Force especially an Air Force team like this if you are very average on offense and um, you know solid or good on defense it's going to be a long day um, and you got to throw your special teams in there also so you got to you got to have some game changing plays on the special team side of the ball to help your defense out your defense has got to be able to get off the field on third downs and your offense has got to stay on the field on third downs if you do that you'll have a shot if you don't you're not going to win the football game. Well, I know it's going to be fun for those of us that will be watching on Saturday night. Utah State at Air Force. Huge Mountain Division showdown. Gary Anderson, head coach of the Aggies, 4-2 and two so far this season and unbeaten in conference play. Coach, thank you so much. Congratulations on a strong start to the season. Great to have you back at Utah State and in the Mountain West Conference. That's great to be back. Trust me. I appreciate it. And go Aggies. More on this Utah State Air Force matchup with Falcons radio color analyst Jesse Kurtz next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine 
on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Air Force is rolling 99 points over the last two weeks and wins over Fresno State and Hawaii. The Falcons 5-2 and two overall, 3-1 and one in conference. They'll take on Gary Anderson in Utah State Saturday night at Falcon Stadium. Jesse Kurtz is the radio color analyst for Air Force football on Learfield IMG College. He's also the executive producer and host for the Mountain West Network. Jesse, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Nate, I'm great. I always appreciate the time to talk Falcon football and Mountain West sports. Huge victory on the road at Hawaii. Donald Hammond left early Saturday night. Mike Schmidt, the backup quarterback, came on, and the offense marched on with no problems. How did he do it? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, when when DJ went down, we all kind of had a uh, collective gasp up in the press box said, ooh, this, this doesn't look good. And when Mike uh, Schmidt came in, immediately you could tell the kid had a command of the offense, that every one of those players believed in him, and it went off without a hitch. And I think that's credit to Mike's preparation over the last four years. Here's a guy that has been a, a locker room favorite for a long time because he just goes about his business, never his, his – uh, asked for anything that, that maybe he hadn't earned, but what he did earn was a shot to, uh, to play at Hawaii. And all that preparation and just the, the cliche, the backup quarterback or the backup to the backup, as the case may be with, with Mike Schmidt, you just prepare as though your time is coming, as your time is coming that week. And if it doesn't, then it's the next week. And he got his shots, and, boy, he was sensational. Three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, really had a receiving touchdown, too, that was called back because of a uh, a penalty. But the kid was sensational, and it was great to see, and his teammates loved it. The Milton Bug, 92-yard pick six in the fourth quarter. As a radio color analyst, Jesse, a big part of your job is breaking down plays for the listeners who cannot see the action. How did you describe that play? The ball hit off a Grant Teal five times, and then Trey Bug did the rest. I mean, I'll tell you what, at real time, it was really hard to call. And Jim Arthur and I were a little bit confused as to what happened because you're so far away from the I – mean, you couldn't have a play on a football field that was further away from the broadcast booth as it was in one of the far corners. And when the ball kind of popped up and, uh, and Trey had picked it up, we had thought that maybe – Grant Teal had just deflected it, and it went off the uh, off the carpet and up into Trey's hands. Well, he, of course, he goes the distance. Jimmy calls a touchdown, and we look up at the replay and say, oh, my goodness, that never hit the ground. And the cool thing about that play, Nate, is those guys are guys that Trey didn't play last week against Fresno State because of an injury. So he was back in the lineup, which was great. And Grant Teal had recently moved to the safety position from the spur linebacker position because Garrett Coppola was hurt and, you know, is going to miss some extended time. So those two guys teaming up on a play that, that took the college football nation by storm over the weekend was really cool to see. All right, Jesse, Saturday night, Air Force gets Utah State at Falcon Stadium. Critical game in the Mountain Division race. The Falcons have beaten all three of their West Division opponents. 
They're not out of it, though. They're going to need some help after the loss in Boise last month. Do you still see a path for Air Force to get to the Mountain West Championship game? Well, it's going to be hard, obviously, with Boise State having the uh, the victory over Air Force in hand. But, you know, you could have a three-way tie, and then you go down to tiebreakers. And I guess the, the clearest path, I think, without really looking at it too deep, would be Boise State losing to somebody other than Utah State. You know, they still have Wyoming on the schedule, still have Colorado State on the schedule. So you're going to need some help, but you don't even get to that point without a win over Utah State. And here's a team that, that comes in with a, a guy that uh, at the start of the season was talked about as one of the top quarterbacks in the country. I still think Jordan Love is is going to be a great guy on Sundays. He's had his challenges this year, but you certainly don't want him to get 100% right against you. So the defense, the Air Force defense, certainly is going to have his hands full with a guy who can pretty much do everything under center. So this Air Force team, I told people coming into this season, I thought they would be good. I know you felt the same way, Jesse. Have they exceeded, met, or where have they been compared to your expectations coming into the season? Well, at this point, I would say exceeded to met. Um, you know, the, the loss at Navy was disappointing. There's no question about that. I don't think there's anyone in that locker room that would tell you otherwise. But the back-to-back wins over Fresno State and Hawaii, I think, really kind of ratcheted up on that scale. And here's why, Nate. I think this is some of the best coaching that I've seen at the Air Force Academy over the last couple of weeks. Because that season could have spiraled in a hurry after the loss to Navy. It was a disappointing game. Uh, for everybody involved, you, you come off of these these wins over um, Colorado and you beat San Jose State, who had just beaten Arkansas, and then you go to Navy and lose 34 to 25, and you say, "Uh oh, could this go downhill in a hurry?" Because of what's on the horizon, the defending conference champions come to town the next week. Then you go to the island. That's not easy. Utah State, a team that is uh, you've been a nationally ranked team in the last. 12 months coming to your house, an army, a 10-win team. I mean, that's a stretch where you say, how is this going to go? And those coaches, Troy Calhoun and his staff, I think have done an unbelievable job of getting those guys to let go of the Navy loss and focus on this gauntlet that they face in the middle of the season. So right now with these two wins – I'll tell you what, this team is playing as well as I've seen an Air Force team play in a while. Air Force, Utah State, Saturday night, Falcon Stadium. Jesse Kurtz will be on the call along with Jim Arthur on Learfield IMG College. Jesse Kurtz, also watch him at the MW.com. Well done as always. Thanks, Jesse. Nate, I appreciate the time. We'll preview the entire Week 9 schedule next after these words from your local station. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. 
Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their all-new fan-powered world tour to Cache Valley Friday, November 8th at Ridgeline High School. At a Globetrotters game, you won't just be watching the action, you could be in the middle of it. This year, the family-friendly games will offer even more opportunities to interact with the stars of the team. Don't miss the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, live at Ridgeline High School in Millville Friday, November 8th. Get your tickets online at TicketWeb.com today. Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Your Week 9 schedule in the Mountain West gets rolling early Saturday with non-conference action. San Jose State at Army at 9 a.m. Pacific time on CBS Sports Network. Spartans looking to get it turned around coming off back-to-back losses. Noon Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific. It's Nevada at Wyoming on AT&T Sportsnet and the Mountain West Network. Looks like Carson Strong will get the start at quarterback for the Wolfpack with Christian Salon as the backup. Hawaii has dropped two straight. Rainbow Warriors look to right the ship at New Mexico at 2 p.m. Mountain. That's 10 a.m. Hawaii time on Spectrum Sports and streaming on Facebook. The Lobos, the 12th ranked passing defense in the conference. They'll have their hands full with Cole McDonald and Hawaii. As for New Mexico, Tavaka Tuioti is expected to start at quarterback. ESPNU has Colorado State at Fresno State on that bright new turf at Bulldog Stadium. CSU coming off of by Fresno State's offense finally finding some rhythm after hanging 56 points on UNLV last week. Two games late night this week, Gary Anderson and Utah State on the road at Air Force in a huge Mountain Division showdown. Kickoff 815 Mountain on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. Falcons now the highest scoring team in the Mountain West at 37.4 points a game. And we'll close it out with San Diego State at UNLV 730 Pacific on CBS Sports Network. Rebels ground game will be tested against the Aztecs, the third best rushing defense in the nation. Boise State will remain unbeaten in conference this week as they are idle. And that will do it for the week nine edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here, right here, right here on This Week in the Mountain West. You asked, begged, and even pleaded, and the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM.